blaring our podcast. Nothing is sweeter than SwiftCast. Hey guys, welcome to a very special episode of SwiftCast. So this is Ashley. And Steph. And with us, we have a very special guest today. We're going to be talking all about the Giver premiere that Steph and I just attended. So we invited someone who was there with us also. You might know her as Simply Us Fans on Twitter or at SwiftNYC on Twitter. And she also goes by Z. So say hi to her. Hi, guys. It's Z. Hey, thanks so much for coming. Yeah, no problem. I'm excited. Well, we had such an awesome time in New York that we just had to have a special episode all about it because there were so many things going on at the Giver premiere. Well, first, we just wanted to talk a little bit about how we got to go to the premiere and the contest that we were all involved in. So we did this contest called the Giver Premiere for Good, which was put on by a website called CrowdRise. And basically what they do is fundraisers for different causes that, you know, you can compete against other fundraisers and have a chance to win prizes. So we've been doing that for the past couple of weeks, trying to raise some money to support the arts and then also have a chance to attend the premiere. Yeah, it was really nice because the top 100 who got to raise that much money got to go to the premiere. Yes, and the top 30 had better seats than the other 70 people. Yeah, it was really nice. And all three of us, luckily, were in the top 30, so we ended up with good seats, and that was really cool. Yeah, it turned out better than I expected. So first, starting back at the beginning of the day, there was the red carpet. Now, Steph and I didn't really get there early enough to get a good spot, but Z, you were doing some cool things. Tell us about that. So I got on the red carpet after I got my ticket, and that was because I was blogging for Huffington Post Teen, which is because I blog for them. So that's how I got onto the red carpet, and it was actually really nice where I got to stand, because where I was standing was right where the celebrities were coming in, the cast and crew and where they would step up for their interview. So it was really nice. And I was with all these people, like on my side were publicists for different celebrities. And on the other side were interviewers for like New York Magazine. Wow. It must've been amazing just to be there in the middle of all of that. Yeah, it was really nice. I got a selfie with Katie Holmes and Odea Rush. And then I got to meet Brenton Thwaite, Scooter Braun, the producer of the movie and uh, Meryl Streep. Did you get a selfie with Meryl? No, I didn't get a selfie with Meryl. She was so busy because everyone wanted to meet her. There were all these different (laughs) people that she was trying to meet. Oh, we saw. We were on like the way other side of the street where not a lot of the stars were coming, but she was nice enough to walk down near us and we still couldn't get near her because it was just like pushing and shoving and craziness. And then the security really hyped up when Taylor came in, so I couldn't even see Taylor, but I got to talk to her publicist, which was nice. Wow, so what did you talk with Tree about? Oh, I was just asking, like, hey, how's everything going? She's like, it's going great. And then I was like, can we have a selfie? And she's like, not when I'm working, which was understandable because that's how (laughs) professional she is. I mean, because when you're a professional, you have to think, you know, into the future and everything that you do. And especially representing Taylor Swift right now, making sure she says the right things on an interview. Yeah, that's really cool that she did that. Yeah, and then Taylor was, like, talking to her saying that, Right after this interview, I'm going to go on the other side and meet the fans, okay? And then Tree was like, okay, yeah, sure. (laughs) Wow, that must have been so cool. (laughs) Taylor was, like, set on more going across the street and meeting those fans that were waiting for her more than she was set on the interview. Yeah, that sounds like Taylor. Yeah, and then she came back for the red carpet, which was nice. And that's when I left to go back into my seat when she started going, like, in the middle of the red carpet. 
so we were obviously really wanting to see Taylor, but we were waiting and waiting and waiting. And of course, she's always so late. By the time it got to be 7.20 and the movie was going to supposed to be starting at 7.30, we were like, oh, well, we better go to our seats or we're not going to get in. So we went in and literally the minute that we left was the minute Taylor got there. Oh, that's so sad. Because once you went in, then there was no way of getting out. You know what I mean? The security was really hyped up at the door. We were getting concerned that if we didn't go in, we wouldn't be allowed to go in. Yeah, I had a different mindset. I just kept staying there right before Jeff Bridges came. That's what we should have done. Or we should have tried to find a way to get back out of the theater. Because it's not like they can't let you in because you do have the ticket. And there are celebrities that still have to come in. You know what I mean? There's so many people on the red carpet. We screwed up there big time. But... (laughs) Where we were standing, I don't know that we would have gotten to meet her anyways. Mm -hmm. Because like Ashley said, when Meryl came over to us, we were close to the gate, but everybody just rushed at her and we couldn't even get close to her. There were fans that were screaming when uh, people like Meryl Streep were coming in and then there was Katie Holmes and then Taylor got the loudest scream. It's like she was the main star of the movie. (laughs) It was so funny because Ashley and I said the same thing. We heard some faint screams and we both looked at each other and said, that's not Taylor. That's not loud enough. That's not Taylor worthy. (laughs) No, that's not Taylor. No, Taylor was like starting way before. It was getting crazy. She got out of the car and she was taking off her coat. People were going crazy. And then she came right past me and I took a couple pictures and then the security really hyped up. So all the interviewers had to step back. And I had to act normal. Like, I didn't want to get kicked out myself because I was live blogging for Huffington. Wow. So where were you on the red carpet? I was toward the right of it, where near where Will Call was. Okay. So right where the celebrities were getting out of their car and coming right into the red carpet. Okay. But when Taylor got out, you... I was right there. Yeah. Okay. But then she was, her mind was set on getting onto that interview stage, that little mini step up. Uh huh. So that's when I got told to, you know, push back and step back because there, she needed all this space because people were going crazy. Mm hmm. So that's where I had to step back and act like, okay, this is chill. I'm professional. I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> but I really wanted a selfie with Taylor and give her my presence. So I got really sad. But then it all worked out once she came into the theater. But then my phone died. Yeah, mine did too. She high, like OMG high. Like she, I think she said hi to all of us. Yeah, she, our whole little section, she came right down the aisle right by our seats and was just waving yeah, at everybody. Yeah, she at everybody individually and said hi to them. Yeah. Waving. So that was really nice. And then while everyone was attacking her before she went like nationwide. <laughs> everyone was attacking her. <laughs> yeah, all her, like all her bodyguards were like, you have to go. We're getting late to the premiere. Like, this is a nationwide event, guys. So that's when I snuck in and get asked her publicist if she could please give this to Taylor Swift. And then she was like, yeah, sure. That's so cool. And what was your gift? Uh, my gift were two handmade dresses that my aunt had made. And because she's releasing her own line soon. So I thought that'd be really cool. And vintage jewelry as well. Wow. And then two letters. It was just my fan letter and my best friends. Oh, okay. That's cool. What are the yeah. dresses like? What do they look like? Uh, the dress, one was like red with polka dots. It was, it's really nice. It's not like, it's kind of red pinkish with polka dots. And then the other one was, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It was like light brown with dark brown spots. It's really nice. I just thought Taylor would wear something like that. Oh, I'm sure. 
if she wears it out one day and everybody's looking for where to buy it, you can tell them all that it's from your aunt's clothing line. Yeah, exactly. It's called Carrot, the jewelry line. I have yet to help her make the Twitter page and Facebook page and all of that. <laughs> well, if you do and Taylor wears any of it, it'll sell out in an hour. Yeah, I know. I hope she wears it soon. That would be incredible. It'd be really nice. I just gave it a small gift. I said in the letter, I mean, you don't have to wear this, but it'd be pretty cool. Just letting you know. <laughs> yeah, I gave her a t-shirt last year when I met her, and she seemed to really like it, but I've never seen her wear it. I like to think that she wears it at home. Yeah, no, she does wear fans clothes. Like, if you give her clothing, she does wear it eventually, because there was this one time where a fan gave her a cat shirt from Forever 21. Um, during the Red Tour at a meet and greet with Club Red, actually. So then in New York City, like two months ago, she wore it to the gym. I remember that. Yeah, that was so cool. That was really sweet. I mean, like she holds on to these things. And when that happened, I was thinking she must have had that shipped to her place because she didn't have her New York apartment yeah, yet. Yeah, exactly. She actually does see everything and read everything. And that's what I love about her. You know, she doesn't like, she might not get to it for a while, but she does hold on to everything. Yeah, she does. Especially with the bridal shower. That shocked me because she saw the invitation in her fan mail. And she was going through that and she's like, oh my god, we need to go. Yeah, she's amazing like that. I wonder, did she see that on the same day with the bridal shower? Who knows? I mean, she must have, you know, mountains and mountains of fan mail. So it's just kind of like, almost like a lucky, like luck of the draw what she actually ends up getting to. Yeah, exactly. Well, we have a friend, actually, who lives in Australia who just got a card that she mailed to the fan mail back signed by Taylor. So that was amazing, too. Oh, seriously? That's so cool. She sent it back in February, and she just within the past week or so got a response. Oh, my God. This week? I think it was last week. Wow, that's really nice. I mean, it does take a while, but Taylor really tries to get to everybody. I mean, that's what I think she does in her free time. Well, back to the premiere before we could talk for like two hours about all the amazing things that Taylor does for us. But yeah, so after she came in, you know, she was sort of standing off with the whole cast to the side while they were introducing everything. And then the entire cast came up on stage for a panel. Yeah, one by one, they're introduced by Jeff Bridges. Now, I was, like, trying to get my camera ready so I could get on camera the exact moment when they introduced Taylor. But for some reason, I didn't realize they were going, like, in order of how, like, big of a role they were in the movie. I thought they were going to, like, according to how famous they were. So I expected Mm -hmm. her to be towards the end, and then she was the second person, and I missed it. Yeah, I felt like they didn't even... They kind of went with the importance of the person rather than their roles in the movie, because Brenton Thwaites didn't come on until the last person was mm-hmm. up there. Because I thought Brenton would be first out of everybody. But it was the little girl, and then it was Taylor Swift, and then it was Katie Holmes, then it was Odea, then it was Cameron, and then it was Brenton. And I think Meryl Streep was somewhere in there, too. She was towards the end. I think the guy said that she was such a legend that she didn't need an introduction. I was like, I could say the same about Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the crowd did go wild the most when Taylor came on. Oh, they definitely did. I mean, I think of all the hundred people who did the contest, like 80 of them were there specifically for Taylor. Yeah, exactly. I like how Taylor had specifically like made everybody late for the nationwide viewing for the telecast to go on because she kept taking selfies and pictures with fans right before the introduction had started. 
I got really close to almost getting a picture. I went right up by where she was and there were people in front of me and I wasn't going to push, obviously. Yeah, exactly. And then, All these people came from different sections into our section. Yeah, and then after, like, a few minutes, they just shut it down. Yeah, exactly. Taylor was free and then the next second she wasn't. I was in the middle section and so I wasn't close to the, the aisle where they were coming down. Yeah, my fault was coming out of my section towards the middle section. Because it was just getting so busy that there was no way to get to Taylor. So I was like, okay, I'll go around. And then there was no way to go around anymore. And then everyone's like, go back to your seat. So that's when I gave my present to Tree's publicist. Or Tree's assistant. Oh, okay. That's good. I should have made the effort to run over there. But I just thought I would get in trouble. It was so hard. They kept saying, go back to your seats. And I was trying to pretend that I was in my seat, even though I was in a totally different row. And then I kept like standing back up and trying to go back. I just kept saying, okay, yeah, no problem. So then I kept, like, I was looking like I was going away. And then I was just like, oh, her assistant is free. I might as well ask. I accidentally gave Taylor my envelope with my ticket, like, in there. Oh, no. So you lost your ticket? No, I gave her the envelope of the ticket with my name on it, and then I accidentally gave her my marker that I was going to use for her to sign with. <laughs> marker. So I was like, oh well, cost-benefit analysis here. When she walked into the theater and I saw she was coming right towards me, I literally dropped my purse on the floor, and I could have lost like all of my money, and I didn't even care. Yeah, everyone, said, everyone was like, oh my god, Taylor is coming, and then I don't see anyone, and then next two seconds later, there she is. It reminded me so much of... Two years ago, I was at the iHeartRadio concert in Vegas, and I knew she was performing, obviously. That's why I was there, but I had no idea that she was going to be coming through the crowd, let alone in the very section that I was in, and I almost, like, fell over. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was right when Red came out. I just didn't even believe what was happening. I mean, that was the closest at that point I had ever been to her, and it just seemed so surreal. Yeah. Should we talk about the movie now? Yeah, we could talk about that. That thing that we said this episode was going to be about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one thing, though, before they actually showed the movie, One Republic performed Ordinary Human, and it was awesome. It was really nice. Like, I didn't expect, because I hadn't heard the song before this premiere. So it was really nice. And then they, you, I started sing al- singing along halfway, because I could get the lyrics. It was like, Ordinary Human. <laughs> few like 20 times and it was so cute because right when they were introduced taylor was cheering wildly for them yeah exactly and she tried staying there but they kept telling her that she had to go back up and she kept looking back and that's when we all said hi to her and she looked at us individually saying hi oh it was really cute yeah we already know that she's worked with ryan tedder on the upcoming album five so i'm sure she wanted to stay and support them yeah. I think she actually followed him on Twitter that same night. Oh, cool. She followed somebody who was from One Republic. Yeah, I think they were great. I had just been to their concert like two months ago and it was really good. So, But I was really far away at that concert. So it was very cool getting to see them up close. I also need to mention something that happened around that time, which was probably my favorite moment of the entire day. So Lois Lowry, the author of The Giver, was there yeah, as part was of the. Yeah, she there very early. Yeah, she was. She was with the whole cast, and yeah, I took pictures of her too. So she's, you know, like an older lady, like maybe what seventy or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she was on stage with the whole cast, and then they come down off the stage, and Lois Lowry is just standing off to the side, and I see Taylor go right up to her and say, "Hi, I'm Taylor." 
oh yeah yeah i remember that she was like oh my god nice to meet you like they literally were formally meeting for the first time or something just the fact that she still introduces herself saying hi i'm taylor to people i just can't exactly i saw that yes i remember that that was when we were inside the theater yeah right when they were supposed to be leaving yeah that was my favorite moment I was going to say hi, Taylor, and that's why I waited, because I saw her, she was trying to introduce herself to Lewis Lowry. I'm surprised she didn't say, hi, I'm Taylor Swift. I write songs <laughs> and sing. You might know about me. No, she doesn't need a formal introduction, but I love, that's what, well, that's why she's classy and elegant in our world today. You know, she doesn't think too much of herself. She's not overly arrogant. She's so humble and modest, but she has exactly. plenty of confidence. Well, what did you guys think of the movie? I thought it was amazing. The movie was really good. Like, so I know good. it didn't follow the book exactly, but then again, the commercials does say, or the previews do say, this movie is based on the book. And I can see why Lewis Lowry said on stage that she waited 18 years for this to finally say yes for actually making the movie. Because she kept reading script over script, and then this one came up, and it was finally the perfect one. And it was directed by Philip Noyce. Yes, and Nikki Silver was the producer. Exactly. There were actually four different producers. One of them had been Scooter Braun, who's also Justin Bieber's manager. Oh, I didn't know he was also his manager. Okay. Yeah. He came with his mom onto the red carpet. Well, I thought, I've read the book, and I thought the film was a great adaptation of the book. Yeah, it was. I mean, it didn't follow everything exactly, but because, like, I remember that Asher had to be the director of recreation and not the pilot. Oh, yeah. It all works out, though. You have to think of the people who didn't read this book and how they would interpret the movie. My mom never read the book. I actually still haven't read it. I feel bad because usually I always read the book first. Yeah, no, don't worry because that's how, like, that's when you know it's a good movie if you can understand it without reading the book. I know The Hunger Games, I heard mixed reviews from that. Like, it's so hard to understand or follow because they don't explain everything. If you didn't read the book. Yeah, I usually hate... I hate it when they make movies out of books because I always like the book better. But this was one of those very rare exceptions. It was a very powerful movie. Like, it made its audience the receiver of inspiration or something like that. Because at the end of the movie, it's like, you know, it kind of transparents to our world today. Where there's so much hatred going on and anger. And, like, if you made the right decisions, you could prevent all of that. Yeah, I thought it was just really amazing. Not only was it a good adaptation of the book, but the acting in this was just incredible. Everybody did such a fantastic job. Yeah, the acting was really good. And I was really impressed by Taylor's role. Her acting was really superb. All the actors, like, they all brought their characters to life so well. All the characters, I felt like, were so believable. Exactly, and Jeff Bridges was the perfect fit because he could pose as that wise old man, but then at the same time, he has that sense of humor and sarcasm, and then he has this side of adventure where he wants to change everything, and he's been waiting for the perfect time. Like, his role, like, because of his acting in the past, it just fits so well with who he was supposed to be, which was the giver. I mean, and he also, as you just said, delivered some really funny one-liners, too, that you just did not expect. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You you were like, this guy's serious and he means business because he wasn't talking in the beginning, which makes sense. And then there were those one-liners that weren't in the book, but made the audience laugh. There's that comical relief. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was so impressed with him and Taylor 
And I'll admit, when Taylor first started acting, I wasn't that excited about it. I prefer her as a musician. I never want her to step away from yeah, music. Yeah, exactly. I didn't see... I thought this was going to be a small role like Valentine's Day. Like, it wasn't going to matter. Right. I thought it would be... I didn't think it would be such a dramatic role, even though I had read the book. Even in the book, her role was very minor. The role of Rosemary wasn't that big. But then you see that in the movie, her role is acting like a catalyst for Jonas to do something. Because once he sees that Rosemary couldn't handle seeing death or seeing war, that she chose to end her life. Whereas you see Jonas doesn't want to be that. He wants to create change in the world. So he used Rosemary as a catalyst for that. Right. And so that right there shows that when they say Taylor's role is small but crucial is exactly why. It's the catalyst for the whole plot, really. Now, I remember way back when we first started hearing the just rumors when it wasn't even confirmed yet that she was going to be in it. And one of the very first things that I heard was that the director had thought of her for the role because they came to the Red Tour and saw her playing the piano. And I can definitely see now why that was like so important because that scene where she plays the piano is just so powerful. Yeah, and she said that the piano was already in the script when she had read the script and they had asked her. So she made the perfect fit for them. Nobody plays a piano like Taylor at no, all. No, nobody. She plays it without even looking. And that that's when you know that she was the perfect fit because she can act at the same time while playing piano perfectly. No, but I was really impressed. She's also grown up a lot and she's become so mature in her acting compared to... Again, something like the Hannah Montana movie or <laughs> Valentine's Day. I love Day. that movie, though. Those were just, like, small roles, you know, where she didn't even talk much. But then this one was, like, she had to be angry. She had to show anger. She had to show all these emotions. You know, frustration. You never see that side of her and actually see her talk like that. You think of her as this happy person who never experiences anything bad. And she brought herself to that place. And that was just acting and how good that was. For a first time, actually. Yeah, I was wondering if she had taken any lessons or anything. I doubt she did. I think she's just natural. But when you do compare it to Valentine's Day, it's such a drastic change. And yeah, I love it. But I think she needed that because she's entering this new chapter. Like Every year there's a new chapter, especially when she releases her new albums. There's a new chapter of her life. Like when she cut her hair and then Red released, or after Red released, and she was getting closer to this fifth album. She cut her hair. Her style was better. She was no more wearing cowboy boots and sun dresses. Yeah, I think this shows her maturity. Yeah, this shows her at 24 compared to in the past when she was 20, 18 or 20. Because it's been a while since she's been in a movie. Yeah, it has been. It, especially if you don't count the Lorax because she, she was just the voice for it. Yeah, the Lorax is just a voice. But that was good, too. But she was, again, all bubbly and nice. And then here you see her frustration. You see her in two parts, actually. Let's talk for a minute about what she was wearing, because we were trying to predict what she was going to wear on the episode right that we did the night before. We oh, went. yeah, that was my favorite part. Yeah. Well, I definitely wouldn't have expected her to wear a red dress, but it seemed like they kind of had all the female cast wearing red and pink to like color coordinate. But what I noticed was Katie Holmes had been wearing a pink dress, light pink dress, and then Odea came wearing a nice red dress, almost similar to the one that she wore at the TCAs the night before. 
And then here comes Taylor, the last female, and she's wearing a combination of Katie's color and Odea's color, red and pink. And she made it work so well. Yeah, and actually, when you read the book, it makes complete sense that they went with a red color. And even when you, when you see the movie, you'll understand. Yeah, with the apple as well, and the color red, and how that was so important. Yeah, I think it's so cool that red was such a significant color in this book and movie. It's just as we say goodbye to the red era. <laughs> yeah, it was so perfect. <laughs> I don't know. I was really impressed with the movie overall. Brenton's acting was really amazing. I, he hasn't acted so much before. And same with Odea. This was one of her biggest roles yet. Oh, she was great. She only has like 23,000 followers on Twitter. She's still, you know, she's still working up there for being 17 years old. That was really good. Yeah, I was really impressed with her and Brenton. Just everybody. Katie Holmes yeah. was amazing. I don't remember her name, but she played Lily, the little sister. Yes. She was really good. I think her name was Emma in real life. Yeah. No, she she did a good job, and she had that cute thing about her, that curiosity, and, hey, this is not actually a hippo, it's an elephant. <laughs> I liked that. I liked how The Giver was so serious in its message, but it did pull those little one-liner comic reliefs. Yeah, I really thought the whole film was completely seamless, and it's by far my favorite movie of the year. Yeah, exactly. And it had so much emotion to it. Every time uh, Jonas would receive a memory from The Giver, I would literally cry because they would show these images from real life in our world today, which is sending another message to its audience. Like I said, that there's so much in this world right now. And if you had the ability to change something or do something, you would choose good and not bad. Mm -hmm. So, like, I was literally tearing up the entire time. Especially when he was giving courage at the last part. And it shows the guy skydiving and Nelson Mandela speaking to an audience. Yeah, it has such a powerful message in today's world. Exactly. And one other thing that we didn't talk about, but it was it was difficult because on this day, right before the premiere, everybody found out about Robin Williams dying. Yeah, Taylor actually had tweeted during the event at 9 p.m. And I had no idea, and I think they mentioned it too, that Robin Williams had just passed away. That was very sudden. When Jeff Bridges was on the red carpet, it's kind of a weird story that I just recently learned. Right before he got into his car to arrive at the premiere, a fan outside of his hotel had him sign something because he actually acted with Robin Williams in the 90s. And he wrote on it because I guess the fan said he was planning to give it to Robin to also sign. So he wrote a little message to Robin like, hey, Robin. And then he gets in his car to go to the premiere and he finds out that Robin just is dead now. Oh, my God. When he, so when Jeff arrived on the red carpet, he was in tears. And I just, it was such an emotional night for everybody. Wow, I can't believe that. Yeah. Yeah, I went inside before Jeff came out, but that's really sad that that happened. I heard every, like, it started going on everywhere right before the premiere started that he had passed away. But I didn't know until actually after the premiere because my service hadn't worked inside the theater. I don't know if that happened to anyone else. But that happened to me too. The service and internet completely shut off. But yeah, overall, the movie and the acting was really good. And I'm glad that I'm seeing that it's getting positive reviews. Like, I saw um, 
Washington Post and somebody, a staff, another staff writer other than myself on Huffington Post has said that it was really good. Yeah, uh, there are reviews specifically about Taylor, too. People are saying that her screen time was too little because she was phenomenal. And I'm excited to see even more reviews come out in the next couple of days. Yeah, exactly. And this is really nice, too. I mean, it's a nice touch to end the era off of the Red Era right before we get into the next one. Yes, and I, I'm really excited to go see the movie again this weekend. Yeah, same. I'm taking all my siblings out. Oh, that's cool. I'm I'm yeah. really hoping it's easily number one. I think it will be at the box office this weekend. No, don't worry. It's going to be a hit. I'm actually hoping that it becomes some sort of craze like The Hunger Games and Divergence did. Or The Fault in Our Stars. You know, something that hits people. Right. Well, and Lois Lowry has written other books. Not They weren't sequels or anything, but she's written other books that are kind of similar. Yeah, she's written so many books that have received that Newbery Medal award. And she's also, like, she's been known to the world before any of these people. Like, I didn't know Suzanne Collins before the Hunger Games craze went off. You know, Lewis Lowry has been in the media time and time again. Yeah, I hope they'll make more movies from her books. So as you guys can tell, we all really love the movie. Highly recommend it. I'm sure you were going to go see it anyway to support Taylor. But if you were on the fence about it, definitely go. You won't regret it. And so we wanted to tell you just a little bit about the after party that was after the screening that we went to. So Steph can probably talk the most about that since she got to meet some of the cast. Yeah, I was lucky enough to be in the top 10. And it was one of the coolest experiences of my life. Not the coolest. The coolest was probably when I was standing right beside Taylor while she sang Hey Steven on the Fearless <laughs> Tour. But it was still pretty cool. So we went off to Central Park to this boathouse. And I, there I was able to meet Katie Holmes, Brenton Thwaites, and Jeff Bridges. It still feels very surreal. Everybody was really nice. Katie is amazingly gorgeous. I feel like sometimes when I see her in just everyday photos, I always feel like, oh, she looks kind of like just a normal person, um, which I like about her. She seems like the girl next door kind of person. But when you see her actually and stand right beside her, it's incredible. She's just completely flawless and gorgeous, much like Taylor. They, they look so great together. But And then as I was leaving her side, she actually squeezed my left arm and I was like, this is not actually happening. Katie Holmes did not just squeeze my left arm. <laughs> and it was hilarious because when I was lucky enough to be in the pit on the Red Tour, Taylor touched my left arm when she was singing Stay, Stay, Stay. And so I guess my left arm is really lucky. I don't know. But <laughs> it was really fun. And Brenton was hilarious. He really tried to get to know the fans and the people who were in the meet and greet. And Jeff was just such a nice guy, you know. You only had really like probably 10 to 15 seconds with everybody. I didn't get to say what I wanted to say to them. And I also really wanted their autographs. I brought a hard copy of the Giver book and I wanted them all to sign. But actually the staff kind of discouraged me from doing that. And there wouldn't have been time anyways because it was just so quick. Which was kind of disappointing for me. But How long was the after party? Um, you know, we left around midnight, right? Yeah, 
it was going on until one, so I guess it was about like three or four hours long. Oh wow, that's a big after party. Yeah, it was really cool. I'm still pretty bummed out about not meeting Taylor. I thought it would finally happen, but I'll just keep waiting someday. Yeah, I was about to like just go in, but then my mom is like, you know, we gotta head back because I live upstate. Mm-hmm. So then I was just like, okay, fine. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm missing the perfect opportunity to finally meet Taylor at this premiere. And then I find out like an hour later that Taylor wasn't even there. So I'm like, oh, okay. Then you guys said that Odea had already left. I didn't see Odea. I think Meryl was there, but I didn't get to see her. I don't think that she was because I was seeing all the celebrities when they came out and I never saw her come out unless she went out a back way, but I don't think there was a back way there. Okay, maybe she was there earlier. The only person that I saw come out was Katie. Ah. And then Jeff was coming out, like, right about to come out when I went in, so I never did get to see him. So was Katie socializing with everybody, like Brenton? Um, you know, she was a bit more reserved than Brenton. Brenton was, you know, taking, like, funny (laughs) pictures with people. She's definitely more reserved. Yeah, was full of energy when he got onto the red carpet. He was just shaking hands with everybody. He really is a people's person. Oh, yeah, he definitely is. Katie went to mingle with other people, and and when she was on the red carpet, she made a point of going over to fans to take selfies. Yeah, I saw that. One of my friends who had met Taylor had also met Katie. Yeah, the whole experience was crazy. I still can't believe it happened. One of the really insane things that happened, I was walking into the party, and I got papped by, like, it felt like 500 photographers took my picture and I was like, what is going on? And I turned around because I was hoping Taylor or somebody was right behind me. Oh my God. There was no one famous behind me, but I could not see anything. And I was, <laughs> I just kept thinking, how can Taylor handle this? Oh my God. Now I feel so bad for all those times that the paparazzi come <laughs> on to her when she's leaving the gym or going to her apartment. It was insane. I can't even explain to you how I could wow, not see. Wow, you must have felt really famous because the paparazzi are going to take pictures regardless of who you are in case you're somebody. Yeah, I don't know. It was, I was completely baffled. I was like, what just happened to me? Did I really just get papped? I'm nobody. <laughs> I really thought somebody famous was behind me. And it, I can't understand how people can handle dealing with that all the time. I know, you see that every day. Some celebrities handling it, like Taylor, and then the other celebrities who can't even, you know, withstand one day without complaining about how bad the paparazzi is and how invasive they are. Yeah, but overall, I feel really fortunate to have had the experience. I'll always be bummed that Taylor wasn't there. I kept asking the staff people if she was going to come, and they said, oh yeah, she's going to come. And then at the end, I found out (laughs) she was actually already there while we were all watching the movie. Yeah, that was, like, I didn't think Taylor was going to join us. Like, we were all having a discussion. Would she actually come into the theater? And then there she is, two minutes later. Yeah, it was such a cool experience. Something that we'll never forget. Yeah, exactly. And another thing that I wanted to point out was, like, when Taylor was actually in front of us and right there the whole entire time, it didn't even feel like it was real. Like, you didn't actually take it in, you know what I mean? Because you're so used to seeing these candids of her and these high-quality photos, and then there she is in the flesh, high-quality right there, and, like, you don't take it in that 
oh my god, she's actually there right in front of me, and this is probably not going to happen again for another 20 years. <laughs> exactly. It was weird for me because, like, you know, I've met her once, and I've been fairly close to her at her concerts a few times, and I usually get, like, really, 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 really nervous around her. But this particular time... It felt like she was just, like, your best friend. Yeah, it felt like she was just a person who was just in the theater with me. Yeah, I was just rooting her on the entire time, and Odea, too. If any of you saw me, I was just making faces and, like, thumbs up to her while she was waiting to be introduced, because she was all nervous. Well, it was a great night. We were all really, really fortunate to go, and if you guys have any questions for us that we didn't talk about, please tweet us at SwiftCast13, and we can answer them for you on an upcoming episode. And we really want to hear about what you think of the movie. Hopefully you all get to go see it this weekend. Tweet us, email us. Uh, the swiftcast13 at gmail.com go on our website swiftcast13.com all those ways you can get in touch with us and we definitely want to hear what you thought and definitely also get in touch with z at simply s fans on twitter or or swift- at swift nyc swift nyc yeah or simply s fans i'd love to hear from you guys It'd be really nice yeah this is her first time on a podcast so tell her that she did a great job Yeah, my official first time on a podcast. That's pretty special. And if you don't already follow her, you definitely click on that button because she gives great updates. Wow, thank you. That's so sweet. I just want to end on a quote that Taylor gave about the movie at a press conference that I think is amazing. And I think if you're not already planning to go to see the movie, this will make you go. Although you should already be planning to go at least four times right yeah at least (laughs) um yes i love this quote i think i know what you're about to say so she was asked about the film and she said here's her quote i'm seeing so many fans write to me on instagram and twitter or in letters saying they're having such a tough time with life because they can't imagine that we can experience such great pain such intense loss such insecurity and the thing that i wish i could tell them over and over is that we live for these fleeting moments of happiness Happiness is not a constant. It's something that we only experience glimpses of every once in a while, but it's worth it. And I think that's what they'll take away from this movie. So true. Such a great quote. Very beautiful and very relatable. Especially for the film. That's exactly what the film's about. Exactly. That's the whole concept right there. She's amazing. She can just summarize everything so professionally and cleanly. And the fact that she can do this while speaking, you know, out of... Like, this wasn't even memorized beforehand or anything. She just speaks her mind on the spot. Yeah, she's so smart. I love her so much. Professor Taylor Swift, remember? (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, thanks, guys, so much for joining us. And we will be back in just a couple of days with a very, very exciting last episode, last guesses before Taylor's August 18th announcement. So we hope to release that for you by the morning of August 18th. So definitely stay tuned. And we're getting so close and we absolutely cannot wait. Woohoo! I cannot wait. Woo! Awesome. <laughs> That's going to be exciting. Very, very exciting. So thanks so much, everyone. And we will see you back in just a couple of days. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney Ann Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.